I'm Virginia Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, February 7th. Here are today's headlines. House of Representatives voted on Tuesday night against impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The final vote was 214 to 216. The vote on two articles of impeachment was largely along party lines. Every single Democrat voted against impeaching Mayorkas, along with four Republicans. Republican Representatives Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Ken Buck of Colorado, and Tom McClintock of California all voted against impeaching Mayorkas, along with Blake Moore of Utah. But Moore originally voted in favor of impeaching Mayorkas, which tied the vote at 215 to 215. But per House rules, a tie vote automatically loses in the House and is not allowed to be brought back to the floor for a vote. So by Moore switching his vote to no, that gives Republicans another opportunity to impeach Mayorkas. In other words, it was a tactical move by Moore. The House's first article of impeachment against Mayorkas alleges that the Homeland Security Secretary has failed to secure America's border and enforce immigration laws, instead executing policies that incentivize legal immigration. The House's second article of impeachment contends that Mayorkas is in breach of the public trust and knowingly made false statements both to Congress and to the American people. A spokesman for House Speaker Mike Johnson said that the House will make another attempt to impeach Mayorkas. The chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Mark Green, said he's disappointed in the outcome of the vote, but pledged this is not the end of our efforts to hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable. And this afternoon, the Senate voted on the so-called border bill that also included funding for Ukraine and Israel. That was a procedural vote on whether it would move forward on the Senate floor. Well, that vote failed. So it appears for now that bill is dead. Conservative leaders are calling on House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan and Speaker of the House Mike Johnson to pass the FACE Act Repeal Act of 2023 as soon as possible. The Daily Signal's Mary Margaret Olihan was the first to break the news on this story. But what is the FACE Act? The FACE Act is supposed to protect not only abortion clinics, but also pregnancy centers and places of worship. But according to House leadership, the FACE Act was never used to protect pro-life pregnancy centers or churches until Republicans took back the House. House leaders promised to end President Joe Biden's reign of woke and weaponized government. Conservative members of Congress wrote in a letter today that in the aftermath of additional pro-life activists being convicted by the Biden administration under the FACE Act for peacefully protesting outside an abortion business, we respectfully urge you to take immediate legislative action to protect peaceful pro-life activists from the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Justice and an unconstitutional law. That letter was led by Advancing American Freedom and is signed by Kristen Hawkins of Students for Life, Tom McCluskey of Catholic Vote, and Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, just to name a few. The letter also comes on the heels of a Nashville, Tennessee jury finding six pro-life activists guilty of violating the FACE Act, resulting from their peaceful protest in the hallway outside a Mount Juliet abortion clinic in March of 2021. 
The pro-life activists face up to 11 years in prison, according to the Daily Wire. Did a D.C. abortionist illegally abort babies in violation of the Born Alive Infant Protection Act? Senator Ted Cruz has called for Washington, D.C. medical examiner to conduct a proper investigation into that question. Our own Mary Margaret Olihan broke the news on this story as well. A lawyer has alleged that the Department of Justice had advised the medical examiner to discard the remains of five aborted preemie-sized babies. Those babies' remains are from an abortion clinic in a District of Columbia neighborhood. Pro-life activists believe that the baby's bodies are evidence that a D.C. abortionist was performing illegal abortions. But for two years now, D.C. authorities have stonewalled any questions about the baby's death. Cruz told the Daily Signal that tragically, the D.C. medical examiner's office is in possession of the remains of babies who were victims of late-term abortions. And Cruz added that the DOJ is now pressuring the medical examiner to destroy evidence and dispose of the remains, instead of investigating whether these late-term abortions violated the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, the DOJ is focused on destroying evidence and prosecuting pro-life protesters, according to Senator Cruz. Now, Cruz previously accused the DOJ in August of 2023 of allegedly targeting pro-life activists while failing to properly investigate the slew of attacks on pro-life pregnancy resource centers throughout the country. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel has offered to step down after the South Carolina GOP presidential primary. That's according to The New York Times. She will reportedly resign to allow former President Donald Trump to choose a new RNC chairman. The primary is on February 24th, so McDaniel has a short tenure left. The Times reports that Trump will likely choose the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley. However, the position requires a vote, so it's possible another person will be elected. McDaniel has faced pressure from Trump and others because of poor finances of the RNC ahead of the 2024 presidential election, also according to the Times. Trump said on True Social on Monday after meeting with McDaniel that while she is currently head of the RNC, he'll be making a decision a day after the South Carolina primary as to my recommendation for RNC growth. With that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for being with us here on the Daily Signal podcast. Make sure that you check out our morning show, which is every weekday. We are in the middle of a series on transgenderism and gender identity right now. Diving into that discussion, origins, what are the myths? So make sure that you catch those conversations. The first one came out this morning and we have two more to go. Also, make sure to take a minute to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking a minute to leave a five-star rating and review. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.